This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart. But we didn't stop there. We combined soft and bouncy to bring you new Sweet Tarts gummies, fruity splits. A uniquely delicious dual-sided gummy with one side that's sweet and one side that's tart. But entirely smooth and squishy. Mmm, a powerfully perfect combo. Sweet Tarts. Dare to combine. Hello and welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor, and the lovely Caroline Frost. Hello. This week we have some really great telly to whiz you through. Um, We've got documentaries, a drama that you might not have come across yet, and of course, some streaming picks. And I've just realised that a lot of my picks are very women-led projects, which uh, we have had a complaint in the past, the Radio Times, that we don't feature enough women in our pages. So I hope this goes some way to making up for that. I know, I know. There is some really, really lovely stuff. But before we get on to that, we have to talk about the event of the year thus far. And that is the Radio Times covers party. Was there anybody that you were desperate to go and talk to, but couldn't summon up even Kellyanne levels of uh, daring do. So I really wanted to reintroduce myself to Louis through. So a reintroduce, people, I like well, it. Reintroduce. So um, people who listen to this podcast will have heard the view from my sofa episode with Louis. Um, and so I wanted to kind of approach him and the uh, photo booth in the venue, so it's hosted at Claridge's, it's this really kind of suave event, um, was designed as the View From My Sofa podcast. So I wanted to sit down and have a photo with him. Unfortunately, I was also doing interviews on the night, so I didn't get to chat to him. And then by the time I mustered up the courage and had had enough champagne, he had left. <laughs> what a sad story that is. Was there anybody you did manage to speak to? Yes, I spoke to Kirsty Young. So as a big Desert Islandist fan, Mm -hmm. uh, she was very much a voice that has marked many of my, you know, early adulthood years. And I went over to her. She's so calm and collected and very, she comes across very regally, which uh, Mm. that's going to come back to something in a second. But I interviewed her. And she was just marvellous, but I was a little bit starstruck and I think I did probably come across as such. Which was, did you wobble? I did wobble a little bit and I think Aww. I just stared at her a little bit too intently. Oh, um, another staring. Mind. Gosh, big old stare out. Do you I think know. she and Louis are comparing notes and saying, that, that's a strange woman there that night. Anyway, very, very good. And I also hear that mm. uh, HRH, the Earl of Wessex, who was, yes. I guess, the guest of honour. Um, he gave a lovely speech, but I don't know what was in it. So what was going on there? Yeah, so Kirsty Young presented him with um, a cover of Her Majesty the Queen, Um because she it has appeared on the cover of Radio Times more than anybody else. And so um, he came and collected that as a little bit of a, a tribute and a gesture towards her. Mm-hmm. And he just gave this really wonderful, lovely speech about how thankful he was to the BBC broadcasters, you know, for, for how they covered his his mother's... Um, oh, that's nice passing and funeral and it was it was really very um heartfelt and tender and he spoke to a lot of the the guests that was there um it was yeah he was he was a very very nice man oh good 
Very good. So that yeah. was that was the covers party. That was mm. very exciting. I'm good. trying to think if I I'm the only big one that I think I also missed was Damien Lewis turned up oh. to collect his Spy Among Friends cover. Proper A-list. Proper A-list. So that was all very, very exciting. Mm. But now, on to the main event. Okay. Uh talk me through the big telly picks of this week. As a self-respecting, somewhat self-respecting TV journalist, we cannot avoid Happy mm. Valley. It's the grand finale. Three series have led up to this final confrontation. It is an immovable object encountering an irresistible force. So we've got Catherine Kaywood uh, versus Tommy Lee Royce. I think this is what it's all about. We know that she is shortly to retire and that, that doesn't always mean good things for TV cop land, but I'm hoping that she survives until the final credits. In fact, lots of people have been debating whether she is, in fact, not just the finest female TV cop, but actually just the finest TV cop ever. And yeah. Mark Lawson posits the theory, very interesting in this week's Radio Times, that we can thank Margaret Thatcher for the arrival of female detectives on our screens back in the 80s because TV execs and the nation had never encountered female power until she came our way. And that was behind the arrival of people like Jill Gascoigne in The Gentle Touch and Juliet Bravo and, of course, Prime Suspect, whom everybody credits for really kind of changing the wheels on what a female detective should look like, sort of flaws and all, sometimes smoking, sometimes drinking, Never, ever better Helen Mirren in, in, than in that role. But yes, it, it's it's coming to pass. I mean, the problem will be how we occupy 9pm Sunday know. evenings going forward. It's happening. Here we so, are. Yeah, so that's a big one. That's Happy Valley, the finale, uh, Sunday, 9pm, BBC One. And now we have a documentary, which is the Shamima Begum story, which is on BBC Two on Tuesday at 9pm. Caroline, do you want to run us through what this is about? Lots of people will be familiar with this story from the news headlines of Shamima Begum, the girl who ran away from London with two friends at the age of 15 to join Islamic State. Cut mm. to 2023 and she's absolutely demanding to be brought home. She says that she was brainwashed and that she no longer is. And uh, so lawyers are frantically working on her case. Yeah. There's been a lot of hoo-ha because the BBC have released a podcast giving her the, the chance, the platform to tell her story. Of course, all the usual suspects are furious about this, saying that she shouldn't be platformed at all. I think that's slightly backward thinking because whatever you think of her, it's a fascinating story. Is she somebody who's been human trafficked and should be treated with the welfare of a child? Or is she a threat to this country who should be treated as a security risk? Discuss. And they do. And they are in this documentary. I think it's a very fair documentary that looks at it from all sides. But this story isn't going away. Yeah. And the kind of investigative journalist behind this, Josh Baker, is just fascinating because he's been on this story pretty much since day one. And she was stripped of her UK citizenship. You know, she still lives in this Syrian prison camp and, it, and it's a formidable bit of reporting. And yes, it does tell her side of the story, but it's, ju it's just fascinating. And it's one that, you know, we've we've kind of all been involved with since pretty much day one. You know, I still remember those CCTV pictures of them at the airport going out um, to Syria. So I think definitely well worth 
a watch. And to counter that with uh, something slightly different following after that, I've got a Channel 4 drama called Consent, which is on Tuesday at 10pm. I think it's something that is definitely worth watching and I think might be missed. So that's why I've decided to include it. It felt incredibly pertinent given our current climate, uh, where we're hearing a lot about Andrew Tate and the rise of misogyny and toxic masculinity. It's set at an elite private school where two 18-year-olds attend a party. He's rich and privileged and she's at the school on a bursary. They have sex whilst drunk and she says she was passed out and he says it was consensual. And we don't find out what happened until the end. But it is one of those really, really timely, thought-provoking dramas that is 110% worth watch. It's eye-opening, I think especially shines a light on a lot of the issues that we're facing in our culture at the moment, um, from kind of how commonplace porn has become in the age of the internet to depicting lad culture um, and how young people are talking about sex. That was Consent on Channel 4 on Tuesday at 10pm. Now, you have something quite different, don't you, Caroline? Still women-led, of course. Yes, so this is Funny Woman. It stars Gemma Arterton as Barbara Parker, who becomes Sophie Straw in the pursuit of the big time. This is based on the book by Nick Hornby, which was called Funny Girl, big bestseller, which had to get changed. I love a factoid because Barbara Streisand's people got in touch and said it was remarkably similar to Funny Girl, her Oscar-winning film of the same name back in the 60s. So this is about um, small town girl, Blackpool beauty queen, made good, comes to London and tries her luck at the big time. And I don't know about you, but I love these things that go back into the 60s, if not for the story, for the clothes, for the vibe. You know, they always make that shot of Piccadilly Circus and the glittering lights and the big ads. They always make it look like Las Vegas, when if you go there in 2023... It certainly does not look like that. But anyway, really good cast. The whole thesis is, can women be funny? Nick Hornby said, where were the British funny women of the 1960s? He says Lucille Ball was cleaning up in America, but there was no one like her in the UK. And he asks, why not? Well, of course, we know why not, because they weren't given the chance. But this seeks to right that wrong. And Gemma Arterton really proves his point because she's a former beauty queen. She was a Bond girl and she's very, very funny. And she's ably supported by David Threlfall and other people chewing up the scenery, not least Rupert Everett. So a really fun watch. I would say if you enjoyed the hour, you will love this. Brilliant. And now let's go on to streaming. What do you have for us on that? Well, I've got Pamela, a love story, which is all about Pamela Anderson. And it's by Pamela Anderson. Yes, it's on Netflix. It's out now. The twist in the tale is that for a woman who's been married five times, it's a love story to herself, from herself. So Pammy has discovered in her sixth decade a little bit of self-love. She's realised why she might have got married so many times and for sometimes very short time. It's a look back at how she was treated, how she let herself be treated, who and why, and certainly when has got a lot to do with it. We know that there's this kind of re-examination of women around the turn of the century Britney Spears included, and quite how the media treated them. And of course, Pamela Anderson was right in the eye of that storm. And Mm. it does go into the inverted commas sex tape, which I hesitate to call it that because she does not call it that. She says she never made a tape 
for any kind of infamy or for money, unlike other people. She videoed something with her then husband, her then love of her life, and it all went wrong from there. She's still clearly very bruised by all of that, but she seems Mm. to have no enemies. And I would say the most interesting part is when she talks about her friendship stroke something with Julian Assange as well. So lots to explore, and she's quite a compelling subject at the centre of it all. Wonderful. Well, it's also nice for her, I think, to be able to tell her own story. I know she's not been particularly happy and spoken out a lot about the adaptations that have been made Mm. of her story, which seemed to have been made without her permission. So, Mm. Which added to the crime, really, didn't it, of the whole thing? I mean, if if the, uh, the bruise was in any kind of hope of being healed, it got quickly battered again when that drama was made. Well, something that I have to offer up very excitingly is Your Honour Series 2. It comes out today on Paramount+. Plus. For those who remember Series 1, it was a mini-series which starred the wonderful Brian Cranston, who you'll recognise from Breaking Bad, Malcolm in the Middle. And it is effectively, he plays a high-flying judge who helps his son cover up a accidental murder that he's committed. So his son, Adam, is involved in a hit and run. Um, And the whole first series plays out about basically dealing with or grappling with the question of what do you do when you give up your morals or you are required to give up your morals in order to save someone that you love. Um, So it's a really, really brilliant show. um, And something to look out for is View From My Sofa will be returning for a second series and can announce today exclusively (laughs) that Brian Cranston will be (gasps) our first interviewee on that series. And that will be coming to you in a few weeks. So ahead of that, do your homework and definitely sit down to watch Your Honour Series 2, which is on Paramount Plus today. Now, let's go for one from the archive to finish up, Caroline. What have you got for Mm. me? Now, we've already debated this, so I'll be interested to see what you think. I've plucked from the archive Clarkson's Farm Series 1. The hook is that Clarkson's Farm Series 2 is coming to these shores in the next week or so. But ahead of that... This is available on Amazon Prime. And I would contend that it's all a bit unfortunate with the timing because this programme is one of the few shows that people who don't normally like Jeremy Clarkson, and there are many, they are prepared and happy to tune in for this because it shows him or not always having his own way. He's at the mercy of nature and he's at the mercy of his farming machinery and he's at the mercy of his sidekick, Caleb, who knows a lot more about agriculture than Jeremy ever will. So there are lots of funny aspects as he tries to turn his big... I mean, the whole thing is based on a conceit of absolute vanity project, really. He bought this massive farm a few years ago, never did anything with it, just sat on this big pile, as so many people in this country apparently do. I learned the other day that we are only allowed to walk across 2% of British land or something because it's all owned privately. Not sure about that. But it's quite interesting. He is brought down to his humble knees by those various things. Now, Series 2 is on its way and, of course, a lot of things happened. Would you say he's been not quite cancelled but definitely paused? You're not sure if we should even be talking about this and I'm interested to hear that. Yeah, I just think after... I think he's, he's a man who's got away with a lot for a long time and I think his last fiasco publicly writing something so awful mm-hmm. about Megan. I just, I just think, I mean... It was a reach, how, a reach how, too far. Yeah, how much How much more can, can you 
can you get away with? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because I was always a big fan of the Grand Tour and Top Gear before that. But uh, I have to say, I, I will not be going to the archive. However, <laughs> for those who want to, make up your own mind. Interesting. Well, it's no moral dilemma if uh, people we don't like do, do something horrible because we don't have to do anything about it. It's when yes. people we like do something bad, isn't it? That's when something's Very demanded of us, Kellyanne. I know. There we go. These morals and ethics, eh? Oh, yeah, who needs them? <laughs> well, anyway, I hope that our listeners have enjoyed today's show. We will put all of these Uh, series and episodes in the show notes so that you can easily find them Um, and do write in if there's anything that you've watched that we've recommended that you've really enjoyed do feel free to reach out to us at podcast at radiotimes.com thank you very much and happy watching